Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. If you're in the Northern Hemisphere, you are probably feeling really hot. <laughs> this is Material Episode 425. I'm your host, Florence Zion. I'm joined by my co-host, Andy Anatko. And, you know, I apologize. This is my first intro back in a long time. It's it's welcome. No, you 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 seem to have found the controls to the device really quickly. You slipped right back in that saddle. Um, I I hope I didn't throw you this week because for the purpose for the people who are listening and not on this call, i.e., everybody on the planet who is not me or Flo, uh, I am. Uh, I should tell Flo I am not on a tropical beach after a thunderstorm uh, at dusk where there's a huge, wonderful rainbow in the sky. Well, that's good because, you know, you shouldn't be in Maui right now. Honestly, we need to be helping I sh- the population. I, I shouldn't. There, there are other, you know, there, there are other beaches. But again, I, I live mm-hmm. in coastal New England. It's not quite so tropical looking there. I, uh, I, I wanted to point out that, point this out because I, I've, uh, I have given up on getting Google Meet to actually turn off the the background mm. blur effect, which you've heard me carping about for months and months and months. I have actually sent I have actually sent bug reports to Google about this. I have heard <laughs> back nothing about this. Uh, and so I, the thing is, I realize that this means that I start every one of our podcasts with a bit of a feather up my nose because I've once again tried to get this thing not to blur the background artificially, but I can't get it to do it. So I decided to play a psychological trick on myself this week. So what I did was I actually activated, selected a background effect by putting a picture into the background. So I giving like myself the, the illusion of having control over this so it's not yeah. a case of hey i want this to not be blurred and meat is not allowing me to do that yeah instead we're shifting to i want this picture to be my background and now it is done exactly as i demanded that it do so the relationship between the human and the technology is as it should be and perhaps i will no longer have a feather up my nose uh, as i mentioned going into the podcast i just feel so happy bouncy dancy and joyful right now <sighs> You don't buy it. Well, I, I'm, I'm pretending. I, I can pretend to be happy, joyful, and no, bouncy. No, it's more just, it's just, Andy. This is one of those times where I really wish you watched Teen Mom because there's a whole episode <laughs> about Janelle putting a feather in her hair, and I wanted to say you should put a feather in your hair, which is referring to you going to the Kesha concert instead of jail, like you're supposed. To. Of course, referring to Teen Mom. If anybody that, out there is, understands is that, is that, that like let me new, know. Is that new California <laughs> sentencing guidelines? You are sentenced to either jail or you have the option of attending a Keisha concert. <laughs> uh, back in 2009. Uh, anyway, I apologize for that. It's it's hard for me because the thing is, when I wasn't working, what was I doing? I was indulging in all the garbage that I love <laughs> and, and derive comfort from. Um, speaking of garbage, let me tell you, I am not enjoying this new little Chrome feature that has been added to the browser. (laughs) All right. And when I'm talking about new features, I'm talking about somebody decided one night to turn on the switch and just put the downloads notifications in the upper right hand corner of the browser instead of at the bottom where they've been since freaking the beginning of the internet, man. Yeah. It's a, I I noticed it too. I was, I was alarmed. Yeah, it, it went from like having a tile that would go on the bottom of the screen, a bottom of the window, to for me getting like a little pop up of all my recent downloads, including the one that just started or just finished. Um, I do, I do like the fact that there is 
like a little like uh, a little watch cursor, like a little you know progress circle that is in the, like the 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 add-on bar, so I can see exactly like where I am if I can afford to actually close the lid of my of, of my MacBook or not. But yeah, it was uh, given given that like I I do nothing that's illegal, nothing. I I, I am. We were just talking about Internet Archive, okay, the other day. Exactly. So- that's, exactly. that's all Andy and I do is we scrape Internet Archive. Right. Honestly. I mean, so it's just that sometimes like the BBC will air an episode of the show of a, sure. of a recent of recent like reality competition show and they will immediately release it into the public domain. And because they've released it into the public domain, somebody on Reddit will put like a link to it on workupload.com or something, which you can legally do because, again, they wouldn't have done that if it weren't in the public domain. I mean, come on, let's have some faith and trust in humanity. And so the first time it popped up, I'm like, okay, did I accidentally click a link that went to someplace bad? And why am I seeing this little box that I have never seen before for downloads? Has it installed installed a, a Chrome extension that I did not know that I had approved? And how screwed am I? And it really did take me, like as you said, it's not as though there was like a splash screen saying, "Hey, you've you've up, you've automatically updated to Chrome like one eighty four point one, and notice that there's a new downloads tablet." It was, I mean, on the whole, it makes sense that well, why are you, why are you taking up some window real estate by having a bar of all the stuff that's been downloaded when it could just be a pop up thing? But again. You, you get kind of you get kind of curious as to why the thing that is but has been acting the same way for since 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 boy since Franklin Delano Roosevelt was a pup and now it's working differently. I'm trying to think to the internet back then, um, yeah, you know, I, a lot of mechanical just, switches, a lot of very this, poorly paid children operating those switches. Oh, geez, yes, um, a lot of black lungs as well. Um, Oh, wow. I'm really bringing up the mood of this podcast this week. (laughs) Everybody, I want you all to just understand that Andy and I have both had very long days. Um, You know, Flo is back at work, so I'm going to be back into my little grumpy. I just worked all day, (laughs) man. Yeah, Wednesday is. I, I don't know if it would work better it's if we if we recorded on a different night because, like, I, I think that you're on the same sort of work schedule that I am. Like, Wednesday is it's not hump day. It's, it is the it is like the basically the 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 the, the fulcrum point of the week for me. That's like the it's the day of the week that is scheduled for. Soon as I soon as I get some sort mm-hmm. of protein for breakfast, I hit the round running, start working at like yep. nine nine something, and I'm no meetings, no I don't go out to lunch to any to, to see anybody. Wednesday is the day that I'm just going to do nothing but work all day long from sunup to sundown. And it's not that I'm not working the rest of the week, but Wednesday the, Wednesday is the day that at the end of the day I look at my weekly to do list and now I can plot out. Okay, can I, as I'm planning to do tomorrow, go out to lunch and go for a nice walk someplace? Yes, I can. Uh, whereas if wins at the end of Wednesday, I know that no, I'm really gonna have to put in a really solid day's work Thursday and Friday to make sure I get everything done. But Wednesday is the day where at the end of the day, like you, you are like recording this podcast is kind of like my reward for making it through it because I really do need to have an hour long conversation with a good friend that I enjoy talking to. Cause otherwise it's just like me grumbling about how, why did they, why did they put the Netflix button on this stupid Chromecast remote? The only time I ever hit is by accident. I got, got stupid. Every time Mona wrestles me, the remote <laughs> gets hit and it's always netflix yep. and then i hear the bum and then i'm so angry i'm so angry because i was in youtube tv which doesn't have a shortcut unless you go in and change it 
You're right, Andy. This is the perfect way to end, mm. as they call it, hump day. I should, you know, I should add something to my to-do list. I keep meaning to do this, to, uh, to get, get out my Mac, my iFixit toolkit, take apart my Chromecast remote and like paint the contact underneath the, the Netflix button with like clear nail polish or something so it can't make oh. contact and then put it back together again. Like, so that just completely, it, completely disable the button. There, there's a nice, I, I did find a nice utility that actually, Android utility that actually works on uh, on Google TV. Oh, the, re, the remapping. Yeah. So you can base, one. so for time, I have it remapped to, to Plex. Which was at least at least it would accidentally like activate a, a service that I w- might actually want to actually do something with, but then uh, like it doesn't stick like through restarts, so it doesn't. It's not like it's it's automatically like when you when it has to restart for whatever reason. So I wind up losing oh, it again. Sure, then, yeah. I, then I have to remember to launch that app again, and so I just got out of the habit. But I think yeah. that I just have to destroy that button, and it'll give me satisfaction as well because I'm a frail. I'm a, I, I'm merely a human being. I would enjoy inflicting pain upon this thing that has inflicted small amounts of pain on me for the past two or three years. See, I thought you were going to do a Ken moment and give me <laughs> some like self-flagellation. I thought you're going to be, be like, I'm just merely a man, you know? <laughs> Just, I, I have I haven't seen I haven't seen the Barbie movie. I have seen like you know what I just and figured I, you've read enough. the review same reviews I have. So <laughs> I the only the the only like full review I re, I, I've seen because I haven't I'm I I don't know if I'm gonna see, I want to see it but you know how movies go sometimes you you mean to see a movie but you don't mean to see yeah, it. yeah yeah there's a there's a YouTuber that I like that. <laughs> Like she's she she's done her own like uh, she she does her own she's done her own re- review of the Barbie movie that as a Barbie fan as someone who has like painted her car to to be a Barbie car and all kinds of other things and has ident- self identifies as a super 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 girly girl but not in a nauseating way it's actually kind of like it's it's very fun uh, she did like her own <laughs> she did her own review of the movie that basically don't hate me I'm gonna tell you what I thought about the Barbie movie don't hate me it seemed like very fair and balanced and. <laughs> And that's that's mostly what I know of the content of the Barbie movie, and and it's not and it's nothing that would get that would get her like airplay on Fox News or anything like that. It's actually very <laughs> very well thought, very seasoned. Very. I don't know if you're allowed to say that word on this podcast. Actually, well, we'll I have was, to check with our editor, Jim. I was talking about in uh, in uh, Verizon FiOS, at least in New England, uh, channel six hundred and twelve is news just for foxes, like woodland creatures. And sometimes you guys some, would have that sometimes it's more like hunting there. focused sometimes it's more corner. foraging focused it's it, it's just nice that their point of view is reflected on the cable box i think sure sure uh speaking of point of view there's actually a really great feature that we're not going to talk about but i want to let you all know we're dropping a link in the show notes to a rolling stone feature that came out this week that actually features some names we've talked about on this podcast namely timnit gebru as you know was the whistleblower for what's going on internally in Google's AI division. Uh, again, going to link you. Go ahead. Give it a read. I think it'll be a good thing to, you know, drink tea and eat a biscuit. <laughs> yep. It was an, it, it just goes to show that like all the things that people are raising the alarms about with artificial intelligence and their, their power to amplify and reiterate all of the prejudices and all of the class distinctions that are in society, like everything that people are asking questions about now, these people were, these women were talking about mm-hmm. in 2018. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> Stochiastic very true. parrots. It's, it's like, 
uh, never have I, I, I download and read lots of research papers. I don't think I've had, I've gone back to any one of them as frequently as I have that, that paper that she and uh, Dr. Margaret Mitchell got fired over uh, because yep. it just laid out, boom, 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 boom. Here are things we're worried about. Here's our, here's how it, it empowers the powerful and disempowers the already disempowered. You know, it's, it's good stuff. So I'm glad, I'm glad that a, a paper like Rolling Stone uh, is, is making this more of a mainstream thing. Although it's probably the first time I've opened up Rolling Stone and said and looked at it, looked at like, uh, like anything that re- anything that could be considered a band. I think you know what I was into their early stuff. Like I know, I know. The, okay, fine, they're on oh, Rolling Stone now. That's a okay, good one, Andrew. but I, I, I got, one. I, I got their first thing on cassette, man. When when they were busking in Harvard Square, I was like, I gotta, ha- I gotta know who you are. I gotta put your sticker on my laptop. You people are fire. Not to make this about me, but I just again, but I just I just want to uh, brag and say that Ben Fong Torres, who uh, founded Rolling Stone, helped found it, um, who did the uh, commencement speech for my graduation, my college graduation. Oh, nice. And on that note, we've got a show to do. Speaking yes. of graduating, <laughs> on to the next segment, uh, <laughs> I'm actually going to talk about foldables today i'm gonna rope andy into a conversation about what i have just been focused on the last 10 days <laughs> so because i'm definitely not going to talk to my husband about it he knows all about it that's all he's seen me do <laughs> the last 10 days so i gotta get it out of my system um and <laughs> we're also going to talk about uh what the heck is going on with self-driving cars in san francisco because I've been seeing it all over my local news. I've been seeing it all over my TikTok. It is now in the news because of crews being, yeah, I'll explain it to you. We'll, we'll explain it to you. Um, And then we're also going to, you know, as we talk in every material podcast, we're going to talk about AI, Google and AI. So we'll talk about some of the new tools that Google introduced this week into its search engine. And uh, maybe, you know, maybe you'll find yourself using them like I did today. (laughs) uh, also unwillingly like that chrome downloads folder i'm 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 very glad to say that (laughs) to 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 know that now i am the second least tiresome ai that comes up uh, routinely on this show (laughs) something has 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 knocked me off the top of the tree i was surprised as as well as you were (laughs) all right after this message this episode of material is brought to you by factor With the busy fall season just around the corner, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days. Factor is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, and it can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. Okay, personal experience block. Wow, I was really, really pleased by this. Uh, they sent me a, a week's worth of meals, uh, just a big box, and it's no. Uh, it was the. It happened to arrive the sort of week where I was just having a bad week. You know what? And I really didn't feel like cooking at all. Like you've heard me speak on the show that you know I'm trying to up my game with my cooking for the past like two or three years and make sure that you know it's not just the same Wednesday night and the same Thursday night and sometimes it's just like I really don't want to cook at all 
And the problem is that when that happens, either I wind up like ordering a whole pizza, which is not healthy and pretty expensive, or like, okay, I'm just going to, you know, fix myself a sandwich or just have a bowl of pretzels or whatever. It's not really a meal. So it really, really was timely. And every one of these dinners, it was real food. It wasn't like it's, 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 it's not frozen. It's fresh. So, and not only that, you pop in the microwave for two minutes and the that's not that's not it it's the the idea that all this food like the mains and the sides were clearly designed to cook really well in a microwave for two minutes you know uh, it's not it's it's not the sort of thing where okay this is partially (laughs) this part of this is hot part of this is cold or they uh, it dried out in the microwave or anything like that it really was competitive with anything that i would have cooked myself and the food was really, really tasty. Uh, I'm not just talking about like the meat, like the the the, the chili and the chicken, all the other sort of stuff. Like even the veggies were great. They had uh, over the course of a week, I had two different kinds of cauliflower, like two different kinds of zucchini, green beans, and everyone was a member of the clean uh, of the clean plate club. Um, and the other the other thing that I was kind of surprised by, they uh, they also sent me a selection of smoothies. You can also add that to like your order and. It was like the first time I was really drinking smoothies and I'm kind of hooked on them now <laughs> because it's, it's, uh, I, I'm an erratic eater sometimes and lunch sometimes isn't, <laughs> it depends on what mood I'm in and what, like how my day is going, but it was really great to have like a half dozen of these, uh, of these smoothies, like these fruit smoothies in the fridge. And because it was, it's felt like it, it felt like I was having something tasty. I was having something with nutrition in it <laughs> and it also just felt like a snack. And then I'd read the label and the label was, it was like the label on everything else that like they sent, I would read the label and it's read like a list of ingredients for a recipe. It didn't read like, okay, water, re, <laughs> you know, water, oil, whatever. It was like, okay, this chicken, chicken breast with smoked cheddar contains chicken, <laughs> contains cheddar cheese, contains cauliflower, contains. Uh, so it, it was a really positive experience. There's, uh, there, like I said, I wish that uh, I either loved cooking so much or had so much of my schedule and time together that I could cook myself a really good proper home cooked meal like every weeknight. It just doesn't happen. It happens usually on the weekends, on the weekdays. If I've really thought ahead, I've maybe cooked some stuff ahead of time so that on that Wednesday night when I'm just working all day long and I barely can get my head together to just take 45 minutes off to, to eat, certainly not enough time to cook, certainly not enough time to really clean the kitchen afterward. It's nice to have something like this standing by. So I, I was really, really pleased by it. And that's, you know, this, that's just the personal experience block. This is all nothing scripted. That's just my my take on it. I, I really, really like this a lot. And now we go back to the scripted part. With Factor, you can skip the extra extra trip to the grocery store. They're fresh, never frozen. See what I said? Meals are ready in just two minutes. And you have more than 34 flavor-packed options to choose from every week. And if you want something special, level up with Gourmet Plus options prepared to perfection by chefs and ready to eat in record time. So you can treat yourself to upscale meals with premium ingredients like broccolini, leeks, truffle butter, and asparagus. I've Truffle butter, I keep hearing about that like on f- cooking competition shows. Wow, 
Okay, I'm sorry, getting back to it. Uh, plus, you can keep your energy up with Lunch to Go, Factor's effortless, wholesome meals like grain bowls and salad toppers. No microwave required. Then, to finish your order, choose from 45 add-ons, including breakfast items like apple cinnamon pancakes, bacon and cheddar egg bites, and smoothies. And you can rest assured you're making a sustainable choice because Factor offsets 100% of their delivery emissions to your door. Along with sourcing renewable electricity and featuring sustainably sourced seafood. So head to factormeals.com slash material50 and use the offer code material50 to get 50% off your first box. That's code material50 at factormeals.com slash material50 to get 50% off your first box. Our thanks to Factor for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. All right. So before we get into our first segment, I want to just I want to just lay it out for you here now, dear listener and dear Andy, that I've got a couple of things at my desk um, in addition. So I've got my fidget, my fidget toy right here, which hopefully you can't hear on the recording. I also have the body of the Galaxy Watch 5, excuse me, the Galaxy Watch 6, ah. the new one. Um, I haven't moved my LTE uh subscription subscription i haven't moved my lte number to this one yet right. which is why i'm not wearing it yet um but i need to send it back soon otherwise they're going to charge me the full price for this watch <laughs> we don't want that um and and i also have over here and this is relevant to what we're going to talk about which is the slim s pen case hmm. now i i filed my review for the z fold 5 today so it should be up on gizmodo this week but this case with the slide and S pen did not come in time. Um, however, this is the first time that I will have actually experienced the S pen on the fold device outside of a Samsung setting. Okay. So do, do you get the S pen with the fold or is that only with the case? It's only with the case. So you oh. have to buy the case to get this extra functionality. Um, That's weird yes. for an $1,800 phone that they're not going to throw in an S, an S pen. You know, that's a really good point. I, mean, I really want to go back to my review and add a <laughs> sentence. Why did you do that? <laughs> this is my fault for talking about it before it's published. Anyway, it's okay, everybody. Um, no, that's a really good point, Andy. And the thing is, I'm probably like, I do want to try and find some time to write about this because I have been thinking about that too. Like the Samsung Galaxy S23 Ultra. I think is turning out to be my favorite phone this year. Hmm. And I wasn't expecting that. Um, they fixed something on it that really helped me enjoy it more as a small handed person, which is that they added these flat edges on uh, the sides yeah. so that you could create a little, a little better than right. last year's. And so then I just started taking it with me everywhere because I realized the photos it takes are so clear. Like they're just so detailed and clear. And sometimes my pixel seven you know, I don't have the extra telephoto on there and the ultra is the ultimate one. And sometimes there's a bird out the window or something. And so, you know, I've got the phone, might as well use it. Um, but that was definitely something I missed with the fold. Hmm. There's no, there's no telephoto that goes beyond three X. And I was thinking to myself, what is the point of this phone costing so much money? If like, I know it's supposed to be a two in one, but I feel like it should also be the ultimate phone. No, I think you, I, I think you're right. 
or at least uh, it doesn't even necessarily have to have a better camera than the S23, but it should say the, the point should be you start off with the S with our best non-folding phone and we made it foldable Precisely. because I mean, and because this is not like I said, this is it's eighteen hundred dollars. It has always been eighteen hundred dollars. Right. Exactly. Starting at eighteen hundred dollars. It's not as though, well, boy, I can't believe that I spent eighteen hundred dollars for this to get to the first generation. Now that it's dropped to thirteen hundred dollars. Boy, like, no, it's still the same eighteen hundred dollars. And it's still I mean, they've been making incremental improvements to it, but it's not as though they've sort of expanded the portfolio of what it is. So, yeah, I mean, that's uh, maybe that's a quirk for me. But when I'm writing about this stuff, I'm like, okay, you've got the most expensive phone on that. This is as much money as anybody can possibly spend on a phone unless it's going to be delivered by Beyonce, who's going to sing you a song, that three set song, uh, song list about it personally. Uh, And so for that amount of money, why am I spending extra for the S Pen? Why am I spending extra for a case? And why don't I have uh, the best camera that Samsung can make? I just don't get it. Or at least a telephoto lens that goes beyond 3x optical. At least give me a 5x. The Pixel Fold, by the way, is a 5x. Um, And, you know, it's essentially a built-in tripod. So imagine, like, probably a bookworm would buy this phone, right? Because that's what I love it for. Like I, I read on it. I look up, you know, old school PDFs, like old magazines and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I love to do on it. And so I'm a person who hangs out a lot on balconies. Okay. Mm. And what is the person on a, what does a balcony person need, Andy? They need a phone Spit. that can take pictures. Sorry. No, that was, that's I'm, me. I'm not eight. <laughs> I'm not eight years old. <laughs> hanging on the balcony okay i did do this in romania and you know those like really brutalist high-rise structures i'm really sorry to anybody i ever hurt um okay so speaking of money i want to i'm gonna play you a sound i'm gonna make a sound hopefully the microphone picks it up and i want you to tell me what you hear okay 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 hold on okay here we go Okay, I'm hearing a little bit of crackling. Yes. Okay. I think I think that picked it up. Um, the crackling that you heard. So this is the Z Fold Four, which I've been using for the last year. Right. And there's a big difference between this one and the Z Fold Five, because the Z Fold Five actually shuts all the way tight. Whereas the Z Fold 4 has this little yeah. gap in the middle because like there's little, extra. It's like a little bit of a wedge. It's an extra display on the inside, right? Yeah. So that display is like basically keeping it together. But this has actually gotten more pronounced. The groove, like that little divot but mm-hmm. on the length of the screen, yeah. I don't know how it's going to age on the Z Fold 5. Hmm. Because like... Right now, it's perfect. It doesn't make any sound when you open it. It doesn't, um, it's not hard to open. Like, it's actually very nice and fluid. Whereas this one, I, this older one, I had to kind of like break in. Yeah. So, like, I feel like longevity for this would be okay for the price. But, but I do think about like how much money these phones cost. Yeah. I sometimes, I sometimes have a problem. Trying to figure out, like, sometimes people uh, with engineers, sometimes even engineers have said to me, 
that the some the person who's spending eighteen in this case eighteen hundred dollars on this phone, they're it's not as though they've been saving up for ten years to buy this sure. an ultra phone. It's not as though, gosh, I really I, I really only had twelve hundred dollars to budget for a phone, but I'm stretching my budget to to include this. The people who are spending eighteen hundred dollars on this phone are people for whom they they might switch phones every single year. And so they're not necessary. So if I'm raising the question of okay, but you know, typically a phone that costs a thousand dollars will you know, a good Pixel phone or a good iPhone will last three, four, five years. How well is this going to be getting on in three, four, five years? Sometimes the answer, their answer is well, the people who are buying this aren't expecting three, four, five years. They'll probably in two years they'll probably buy the fold the fold seven or whatever. And I still grapple True. with whether that's a legitimate thing or not. Because the, the the idea of a eighteen hundred dollar device that's, that's designed to be kind of semi disposable is like abhorrent to me, and it's a pain in the butt. Because I'm going to tell you, like switching devices is not fun. I I don't like. I'm I'm a very I'm a collector. You know, I archive stuff that I do on my phone, so I have a lot of files I accumulate over the years. Um, I mean, I guess for some people. Maybe that's not so laborious, but the idea is that you buy into this phone, and by the time you've paid it off, it's you can decide to go for the new one, and then you could just trade it in. Yeah, you know, Samsung's made it very clear that they're going to entice you with like that early pre-order, and you know, throw in a bunch of free stuff and like up the storage because they want you to buy into this folding phone ecosystem like they want you to make their r&d worth it get that return on investment the yeah. roi um and the thing is i really love i really hate the cases the cases are not good yeah hate is a strong word but i gotta tell you like this z fold 4 i only used half a case on it this entire year because the front side it's always this flimsy little frame. Yeah, that goes around the, the screen part of it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's only held together by like a very thin piece of adhesive. Yeah. I use more adhesive when I'm like gluing paper to paper. Okay. <laughs> uh, also here on the back, I'm showing Andy in our camera, um, is the S Pen. And I guess you're supposed to slide to pop up the S Pen. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> oh, I see. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, that's weird. Oh, here's the S Pen. Looks like a normal S Pen. Yeah. It it actually looks a little different. Um, it's a little thicker and it has like this teeny weeny little like nubbin. But the nubbin, I think the nubbin on the Ultra is actually smaller. Um, and it has the clicky button at the top, like the old like the other ones. It has a clicky button on the side, but okay. not on the top. No, okay. not on the top. Um, now I have to figure out how to put this back in here. This is interesting. <laughs> this is interesting. Um, oh, and I got it wrong. Anyway. So. So what do you, what, so like uh, you also, you also have the, uh, uh, the pixel fold. I do. And so, do. and uh, I've heard people talk about the difference between like the proportions of each one of them. And a lot of them going that they prefer the they they prefer the the they prefer the Pixel Fold in their pocket. They prefer to actually open and hold and use the Samsung Fold. Um, I got the S Pen stuck in here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, and so we get they're very bad, much they're focus bad with, on they're the bad with that. Least, <laughs> is that going to be like a warranty uh -oh. repair, like it was on what the Note 
four. Oh my gosh. Whatever. Oh my gosh. Come out. <laughs> okay, I'm going to try and focus on you while I, while I answer this question. Um, I'm sorry, Andy. This is so... You know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take off the case so I don't think about it while we're doing the podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. It, I just... I, oh, but I, I can't take off the case. It's a, it's glued on. <laughs> All right. $1,800. Minimum $1,800. Yeah. We will fix it. It will be fine. Um, here's the deal. I don't like that the Pixel Fold is this like long thing. The Galaxy Z Fold is more square when you open it. So it just feels like a more fluid experience. Yeah. Whereas the Pixel's, the Pixel's way feels very limiting. Yeah, now, now that you have them both open side by side, the fold feels more like a tablet sort of mm-hmm. uh, proportions, whereas unfolded, it's it 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 is more like a passport. It's like more like a big slice of toast. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, they um took off some weight, like about an ounce from the Z Fold Five, and so it feels a little easier to hold one handed when it's closed. Like, um, I'm I'm honestly really enjoying it and i'm i'm very fortunate that i get to borrow this from samsung and use it because if i were a plebeian i probably would try and find some way to own this it's just a very cool it's a very cool thing to have and i've gotten back into reading because of it you know i yeah it's it's yeah it's a really compelling idea i just i just wish that i could i i just wish that it were for me a better proposition than spending the normal amount of money i spend on a phone plus the normal amount of money i would spend on like an ipad mini because well but here's the other thing andy is that um you what was i going to say darn it i'm sorry i forgot it's because i went to go it's because i keep toying with this s pen i'm sorry (laughs) tour editor i'm sorry everyone for being distracted i just hate I hate breaking things. Okay, I fixed it. Um, <laughs> here's the other thing that is kind of a bummer is that, Andy, I know you don't like signing up for things with yeah. Samsung. <laughs> <laughs> and you kind of really need to buy into the Samsung ecosystem because right now they make the best folding phone software. I get, yeah, I heard that too. Whatever Google's doing is not working for me. What mm. they basically did is they increased the pixel launcher to work with this larger screen, larger screen form form factor. (laughs) Let's see if I can explain this to you. Here's what I noticed the other day. Um, When you open the pixel fold, I'm going to see if I can show Andy this when you open the pixel fold. Okay. So here's the inside of the pixel fold. Okay. Now the two halves actually exist as separate entities on the interface. Okay. Really? So when I. Okay. When, so you're, mm-hmm. just, you're long pressing on the home screen and mm-hmm. I'm seeing like a widget that uh, pops up and just fills like the right side of the screen and leaves the left yeah. side alone. Yes, exactly. Um, like even though I can put things in the middle, when you pull down the notification shade, mm-hmm. this. So what it does is the quick settings, 
this doesn't even extend down to use that part of the screen that's like currently blank. I apologize yeah. for how I'm explaining to this listener. I'm seeing I'm, I'm seeing on the left hand le- the on the left side of the device, I'm seeing quick settings, which scrolls left and right like it's a sauna single screen. And on the right side of the screen, I'm seeing all the notifications. Yeah, that's weird. I don't like it. Okay, now when you open up the Z Fold 5, this is what I like about One UI, okay? It's one rail. Yeah. It it's, it looks it one, looks like what you'd expect from a tablet, yeah. And then and then I expand it and it's this beautiful like control panel of yeah. quick settings that I need and then when I go to the inside page, it's all like just this very f- one fluid like Samsung figured it out. They did I never yeah. thought I'd say that about their software, but their software is better than what Google's doing right now. It do, it does seem from what you're saying, from what you're showing, and from what I've read elsewhere, that like the Pixel team, the Pixel Folds team concept was that it's going to be kind of like, uh, kind kind of like the uh, Microsoft Surface Duo, mm-hmm. where it's conceived, even though it's it's only it's actually one panel from left to right without like a you know a separation between the two that they couldn't get out of their heads out of the idea of we have a screen to the left, a screen to the right. So if there's a mail app, then the way that we're going to make the mail app work on this device is we're going to have a list of messages on the left and we're going to have a, a, a in-depth view of, of an individual message on the right. Whereas you kind of would expect that when I'm opening this up into a tablet, I have one screen and it's going to simply populate that screen as if it were just one normal device. Yeah, and the thing is, it's it's not a tablet, so actually it can stay in that mode that I would expect it to, because mm. it's not going to be a bunch of empty blank screen. It actually fits the ratio perfectly, at least on the Samsung device. So yeah, that's that's something. I also, by the way, the AMOLED display is still the best. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's vibrant. Um, it's brighter. The Pixel Fold OLED is just not as bright. It's a little yellow tinge, just like the Pixel devices. Um, but but at the same rate, like, I would rather take photos with the Pixel Fold. And, like, the other night, um, did you happen to know about the meteor shower that happened a couple nights ago? Yep, a Perseid. Perseid. Mm-hmm. I don't know. About- so my husband's like, you need to go outside and look at look at the meteor shower and i'm like okay so i went outside (laughs) and um and i saw one right i saw two one after the other nice in a row i was like wow but then i got cold um (laughs) so i went back inside and i just i have like this big sliding door window and so i put the fold and i put the z fold five next to each other to do two long exposure like night shots and like Samsung's just doesn't compare to the beautiful like animation that Google made for me of like the stars and how they moved over the the three minute, <laughs> you know, long exposure that it took. And I was kind of hoping it would capture, you know, a meteor, but <laughs> you were watching that. That was your mistake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's, that's kind of, the gist of it from me for for the folding phones yeah. um they're both good but they're both for very kind of different users and you have to be willing to spend 1800 yeah see that's it's uh, uh, like i said i have i have to acknowledge that there are people who 
made different life choices that included not being a freelance journalist, <laughs> not, not being a, not being not being an honest freelance journalist. I think I would try to own this though. Yeah. If I weren't if I weren't the profession that I am in now, I think I would want to own this because it is it is really nice. Like when, in terms of a companion device. Yes, exactly. But but now here's a big but. The reason that I bought the Pixel Seven much cheaper phone is because um i can't take the z fold outside you cannot take this phone outside too bright uh, to, no to, what the world is going to hurt it <laughs> really it's well yeah think about it this screen on the inside is super soft true i already have a scratch on the front from just having this phone in a bag with my keys oh yeah okay and it's not dust resistant um, even though it can maybe survive a you know a drop in some water, it's not just like IPX eight. I think it is. Yeah, you can't yeah. take it to the sand because it'll scratch. You'll scratch the screen. What if you yeah. get like an itty bitty little piece of sand? It's just not a phone for a person who lives outside of an airplane. <laughs> yeah yeah no I, I i get that i have see what i'm uh, saying i'm thinking and and again I, i'm not being classist here i'm saying that like one of the one of the reasons why i think i, I think that i'm able to buy like really expensive shoes like and uh, on, on ebay for like uh, for next to nothing but like they're always in like almost perfect condition it's because like the people who are buying like a 600 dollars pair of men's shoes like they are walking from like they're, they're walk, walking throughout their carpeted house of across a tiled floor that other people like clean every twice a day walking into like a carpeted <laughs> a, a lushly carpeted limo or luxury car like they're, they're not like they're not going to be like hey i've got uh, i've got it's four blocks i'm in new york city i'm it's got four i'm four blocks from my hotel to this meeting it's like no they're not walking four blocks they're going to be like they're going to be getting like a car to drive them for the four blocks in New York city. And so see, that's, that's, an, that's another factor that I, I guess, you know, factors into like the, the, the longevity of these devices that this is always going to be in a beautifully tailored inside pocket of, of a very expensive suit. It is never going to be like in a jeans pocket with like keys or anything else in it. It's always going to be like in a beautiful purse with a beautiful lining on it. that. You know, no, again, no, probably no keys, nothing. Oh, okay. Makeup maybe, but I'm, I'm talking about what, what would expensive people have like in their purses, in their pockets. And, and <laughs> it's these, okay. I'm maybe I'm, maybe I'm over, over, overextending myself here, but it's still, yeah. I mean, this is, I, I, I never get excited about technology until it's something that can, that's available to everybody, not necessarily something that is cheap enough that they can give them away with a magazine subscription or something like that, but like a smartphone that a smartphone that uh, that cost five thousand dollars. If that if they had always been like two thousand dollar phones, that's not a revolutionary technology. It gets revolutionary when you can spend two thousand if you want, like the folding one with the extra cameras. But it really is ex powerful enough that almost anyone can have it. So that's why I get kind of confused when i'm looking at a folding device that is eighteen hundred dollars that is not going to be a good buy for pretty much anybody even the people who spend eighteen hundred dollars for it like even if we even if we say the price is no object is it a good phone in and of itself it 
makes me have to stretch to think that again, are you going to be careful with this? We're we're at we're at the point where, where phones are durable enough that even though like Apple and Google and Samsung say, okay, this is IP68 rated, which means that it can be underwater as much as six feet for as much as an hour. But please, but that's half an hour. Exactly, whatever. Uh, it, it varies from like maker to maker. Like they they can't legally call something waterproof. Like so, they have to sure, make, yeah, make, yeah. And so, but but nonetheless, like if someone says, "Oh, look, my 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 kid's having her first her first swim class," and you want to take pictures of her underwater, it'll probably let you get away with that. And that's how like sturdy these things are at this point. So on on that on that basis, it's kind of hard to get your head wrapped around. Now, <laughs> here's how you open and close it. Now, first, you want to just like go, give a little puff of air because if there's a little piece of grit between those two screens when you fully closed you're going to be reminded of that every day for the rest of the life of this device it's like (laughs) you're opening it and yeah i wonder i wonder if the mic picked that up because i could hear a little bit of it i didn't hear it oh goodness gracious okay well you know what let's uh let's take a little bit of break and when we get back we'll talk about some things besides folding things yes I think so. Andy, do you know what Outside Lands is? I want to say it's a brand of shirts. Like no. with the, like special like tabs for fishing and stuff. No. No. Okay. No. It is it is um it's a festival. It's a music festival in oh, San Francisco at Golden Gate Park. Yes, yes, yes. Um I've never been to it because the tickets have always been like three hundred dollars. <laughs> I've had a lot of friends who've gone, um, but I've never been interested in spending that much money to be cold in Golden Gate Park um, and surrounded <laughs> by uh, by very drunk people. Um, but I have listened to the bands that have played from people's balconies because the nice thing about San Francisco is it's so crammed together. If somebody's having a concert somewhere, somebody next door can hear it. Now, <laughs> um, yeah, one thing is... You know, I'm also on TikTok a lot. So this past weekend, I was getting served a lot of outside lands adjacent content. And one of the things that came up (laughs) was a cruise mobile, the self-driving car, and a Waymo Jaguar stuck in the giant like after festival (laughs) chaos, you know, when everybody's like trying to get on the subway and like Muni is above ground when it's out in the West side of the city. So it's just like this cluster of people followed by just cars trying to get out, followed by two robot cars that are just stalled. (laughs) And these girls, they filmed the whole thing right outside their window because it was like it was it was a it was a side street that this happened on. So it was trying to go around all this traffic. And I just sent this to my husband and I'm like, what has happened to San Francisco? <laughs> because all I've been talking about are these driverless cars. That's all that's been on the local news about how they get stalled in the middle of intersections and, uh, you know, how like they, one of them <laughs> ran a red light the other day. It's, it's getting ridiculous. People, um, people the, the city of San Francisco, it could be said has not been sufficiently dazzled by the technology. They're, they're, they're fed up or fed close to up. 
Well, the problem is that, see, some background here, so much has left San Francisco in, since, <laughs> you know, in the last three years. And so much technology has left San Francisco, HQs at least. And so I really feel like the Board of Supervisors, who, by the way, last week voted um, three, they vote, excuse me, not the Board of Supervisors, but the California Public Utilities Commission, they voted to allow Waymo and Cruise to operate uh, like taxi services in the city. The Board of Supervisors who oversee San Francisco politics, they've been in, so the hearing that happened last week, I was getting served some of the people that were giving comment on it since mm -hmm. they were taking uh, comments from the public. And it seemed to me like San Francisco is betting on this driverless technology to help it like just stay the place that it's always been, which is like this tech hub. <laughs> because if we, if we lose that, like we're going to keep losing money and things are going to get harder and harder. And like, there's a big push right now to revitalize San Francisco. So my theory is that's why they're allowing this to just go hog wild because at least this, you know, keeps San Francisco on the map as like a tech it'll, hub. It'll be a city of wonders. Like it's, it's the only step beyond this would be if like, I don't know if like Omaha gets like a system of pneumatic tubes to take people from hither and yon. <laughs> and I got I got to tell you whatever campaigns Waymo and Cruz are running with the public is like really working because there were a lot of pro driverless comments at this public hearing mm. um but they all sounded like to me marketing talking points for example there's this young beautiful boy talking about um how much he loves NASCAR and how he thinks Waymo is really cool you know, and I'm just thinking to myself, Waymo gave this kid a free ride. Yeah. <laughs> rocked his world because he loves cars, right? <laughs> and got this kid, this precocious child, his future ahead of him, to go to a public meeting and be on the record saying that Waymo's the greatest thing ever. And I just thought about how exploitive this is. I'm just like, this is exploitation. You sure? You sure it wasn't like Sundar Pichai with a baseball cap, like walking on his knees or something? No, it, was like, it was. It was. It was a young. It was a young man. Yeah. It's a young man. Um, and, and they Valuable also called public upon. Comments, yeah. <laughs> well, they also called upon um, the the disabled community to come and speak up and say that like, you know, this has really helped me get around town. Like I am blind and I don't, you know, Uber drivers often don't stop for me because I need, you know, I need a wheelchair, uh, uh, or whatever. I need extra this or that to, you know, assistance to help get in the car. And <sighs> so this has turned more into a flow rant than a, <laughs> a news segment. And I apologize. No, no, that's, that's why, like, this I, is my first person view of it. So that's, that's exactly like I've, I'm roughly 33,214 miles away from this. This doesn't really affect me directly. So I was oh, kind I of parallel park with these things around me. Yeah. It's weird. And sorry, I just need to say the cruises, they don't wait. The Waymos do. Mm. Okay. The Waymos are programmed to wait if you are parallel parking, which is good because they're really big cars. And if it's to go around me, on a two-way street that causes an accident sometimes yeah the cruises they don't wait for nobody 
they just go around you. I, I've I've been collecting stories over the past year or so yes. of like even the one like haha here's a bit of funny news like no I'll, I'll make a note of that and put that put that on the list. It seems like most of the really dumbass things being done by autonomous taxis in San Francisco are being done by the the by the cruise vehicles and not by the Waymos. Or maybe mm-hmm. or maybe just Waymo is very is better at like clamping down on that sort of stuff. When you get a story about how hey here's a wacky story about a robotic taxi that decided to drive into got, drive into wet cement <laughs> passing through warning tape and now it's stuck. Okay, well that's probably yep, it's a cruise. <laughs> like hey here's here's for here's for here's for some reason a, an autonomous vehicle that got confused by all the flashing lights and orange cones of a active fire site so it decided to simply stop there and do nothing uh, blocking the way of firefighters and police and emergency vehicles it's and it's a chevy cruise not that not that like the waymo cars have haven't also been caught like why are there 14 of these cars just right. clustered in this one neighborhood because you know they both they all got caught in the same bug of being routed someplace that they don't know how to get their way out of or whatever. It just really seems like like it's these these are problems that are only going to be surfaced and solved by actually having you know active active players on the field, so to speak. But you start to wonder: is it really ready to keep? <laughs> it's, it's not it's not only a test of the technology it's also a test of how seriously the operators of these vehicles are going to be taking these problems like if a if a car does gets does stop someplace like how how long does it take for a human operator somewhere on the network to say okay gotta get this damn thing out of here right now no matter what happens because this is no good it's blocking traffic and it's causing problems like how how seriously do this take do they take this thing and like my, my my big worry is that like right now we're seeing even now we're seeing the best that's possible because we're seeing two hugely funded corporations that have that are directly affected by how well these trials run so this is being overseen at the highest possible level and this is how good quote unquote the these services are working now what happens in 5 years or so uh, or 10 years from now probably closer to 5 years when it's just some cities like San Francisco decide that, well, it's good enough that we can actually expand this so that so long as the car that's being operated is of this certification, it is certified for being operated. Now we're going to get just independent companies that simply buy a bunch of these Waymo equipped Jaguars, put them out there. And why would they why would they invest a whole lot of money in customer service? Because that's just money down the drain. Why would they invest if they're if they're doing uh, a thousand rides a day? Why would they necessarily care about one car that got stopped in front of a music festival so that cars can't go in or out uh, of the park of the parking garage because this 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 vehicle is blocking the way? It's like this is when you get this is it's the difference between you know it's I don't uh, I don't know how to compare it, but if uh, service doesn't get better when it becomes commoditized, it becomes more populated by investors who only care about well. You're, you've got 500 people who are hired to keep this network running. Can't you do it with 50? Like, we can, but the network wouldn't really keep running. Well, would the costs incurred of, of that bad service cost more than, let's say, 10% of the cost of running these, of employing these extra 450 people? And they say, well, yes, actually it would. 
why don't you prove it to us? We're going to have you fire 450 people. We'll give you $80,000 bonus per quarter if you do it. Like, oh, God. And this is why technology fails and companies fail, because the technology could work. It's the management and the investors that are the are the dumb, dumb ones. Here. Yeah, I mean, that's just, that's just the problem for all of us, honestly. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but so I, two, two, two things before, before we, we, before I wrap up my part of this segment, um, (laughs) which is that the first thing is, well, the first thing I should ask is very grim. Has anybody ever been unalived from this technology because of a crash? Because my feeling is that when that happens, that's it. Yeah. That's it. What like I feel like we're going to allow this to happen until that happens is what I mean to say. And then we'll and then we'll think about it. Yeah. There there's there's the famous case that got Uber out of the out of that business entirely mm-hmm. where and, and they had a human operator behind a, a super quote supervisor and quote behind the wheel who of course was on their phone instead of like actually monitoring the the self-driving technology and hit a hit a bicyclist who's crossing the road. Uh, there have been a lot of, I know there've been a lot of near misses. I don't know if there've been any actual accidents, but a lot of pedestrians and bicyclists have said, Hey, if, if, if we, we, we had to save our own lives. The, the car did not know or care that we were actually there. Um, and you're, you're all, you're, you're also, you're, you're right. And I think that one of the other reasons why is because, um, I think that one, most of the people who are promoting this, are without a whole lot of evidence saying that oh well robot tax uh, robot taxi is going to be a robot driver is ten times a safer driver than uh, than than a human driver. Um, as a matter of fact, there was a NPR piece had an interview with uh, like a local reporter or a local uh, activist in this uh, who was reporting on one of those meetings in which they approved this. Like uh, Waymo sent like dozens of employees uh, into the meeting, like wearing yellow shirts that said, quote, safer roads for all, unquote. Oh, yeah. And, and that has, and the thing is like, if there's, it, it doesn't matter Propaganda. almost to them. Yeah. If, if, if someone, if someone gets, when the first person who gets killed, like in a flagrant fashion by a Waymo or by a cruise. We, we say unalive around here. I'm sorry. No, I just that this, this is what you say to to lessen to yes lessen the blow yes but also it's it's how we talk around the kid. Oh okay. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, the first time the, the first time there is a fatality fay involving mm-hmm. <laughs> involving mm-hmm. one of these cars, you can be sure that the part of the PR defense is going to be yes, but you know, that, 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 let me, let's, let's go through the actual numbers here. Here's how many hours that that car spent on the road in which there was one such incident. Uh, Typical, uh, typically there is at least one collision for a human driver per hour, per those uh, set of hours. And it's unlikely that blah, 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 blah. And Mm -hmm. the, 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 the difficulty however here is that it wasn't like, it wasn't an idiot driver who was on their phone texting. It wasn't an idiot driver who, as 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 you see on TikTok and on like base base a lot of Reddit forums, like who decided that hey, I'm going to set a new trial time time on I-95 by by dipping through left and right through the roads. This is a machine that is programmed to be the safest driver possible, and it's still screwed up and costs someone someone a life. This should not actually be happening and then and then there's they've there's still not a whole lot of clarity on who gets charged with the negligence there okay 
do exactly. Uh, and there is if there is a driver who is again distracted driver. Guess what? There are all kinds of there are all kinds of laws that they that they have actually broken, and it is not unlikely they're going to do jail, jail time, depending on how how uh, the severity of the incident and the severity of the incompetence. Are they going to? Is uh, is Waymo going to be able to say, "Oops, well we 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 made a patch to the software; it's all good now." Like, are you going to say that? Well, we're going to take this one car off the road. You're now going to have 999 robo taxis, or are you going to say, "Guess what, Waymo? You are criminally criminally uh, reliable." Excuse me. We're, we're we're putting on the hook for for that fatality, and if there is nobody we can throw in jail, we can do we can make you hurt in other ways. Where there is a non negotiable, every person. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm I'm going too far now, but there's going to have to be things in place to simply say, "Oops, guess <laughs> well, you know." And but, but take a look Terms at all the use. take a look at all the cameras that we have on this. We can prove that this person uh, they 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 started they when they left the curb they were going. At at 2.2 miles per hour and then they slowed down to 1.8 and obviously what could the car do but continue straight through the it's like no anyway it's uh, i think it's i guess I, I guess i mean i i like the I, I like the academic sense of this technology but the problem is going to be getting it getting it so that it demos really well and trials really well is easy getting it so that it is really a good uh, tested tech is go- is going to be at least ten times as hard as the amount of effort that's gone on right now. And when you get to the bo- when you get to the bottom line here, it's still all about not creating so- creating something that doesn't exist. We have the ability to push a button on an app, have a car pull up, pick you up, and take you to where you want to go. Uh, this is all about how can we do that without employing people. This is another technology that's designed solely to get people fired from their jobs. And that's not aspirational for technology. Final question before we move to our last segment. Should I write in one? For the experience? Sure. I would, okay. I would try it. Uh, I, 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 mean, this, I, I won't lie. Like if I, if I have an opportunity to try it, I'm going to try it. Um, no, but I don't want to do it alone. Yeah. Like I'm it's, a little scared. Okay. And the thing is, I have friends who ride, who hail these things now and ride them like it's no biggie, but I am just not there. Hmm. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll talk more about this in another episode, I'm sure, because I do live 25 <laughs> miles away from San Francisco. So I can very much go into the city and ride one of these things if I, if I want to, but I think I'm going to wait a little bit hmm. and then I'm, I'll be very curious. Yeah. What this experience will be like as a, um, my fear, ugh, God, we could talk so much more about this. Okay. You know what? We're going to put a pin in it because otherwise it's, we're going to talk all night. Uh, you know, we are, we are going to take a quick little break. And when we get back, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more. I love using Google as a tool for my work, but I hate that I have to sometimes do my own summarization of everything. And when you are on a deadline and you're just trying to move fast and you are just you just need some key points, because often what I do is I go to Google to like check my facts as I'm writing. Right. And sometimes I just, you know, I, I just want to make sure that I'm I'm right so I can keep writing. Right. Um, anyway, Google, they're expanding the search generative experience uh, this week on the iOS and Android Google apps. Right. 
Now, apparently this is not in Chrome yet. So what is it that I used today? Did I just use Bard? I think you. I think you used the. You, you, sent, you sent me a screenshot. I think you, it looks like you just used Bard. Oh, okay. Try AI-powered overviews when you search. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. It has. It hasn't rolled out to the desktop yet. Sorry, folks. <laughs> um. Anyway, the way this is supposed to work is while you are browsing, it's specifically designed to help you uh, basically get a summary, like a table of contents of what's on the page that you're looking at. Right. So, so like if you if like I open up a uh, like an article about here's here's the latest impeachment. Here's how, <laughs> I'm, we're not gonna, like hypothetically, we're not going to say who, but let's say that someone's Thank being you. impeached. <laughs> and and of course, like I'm not I'm not looking for this like on Twitter or whatever. I'm actually reading like a long article, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to get some hard news here. But then you realize that oh wow, this goes on for a long, 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 long time. Uh, with the with this feature, there's uh, there's going to be there's a on the on the apps there's a button at the bottom uh, that says uh, what does it say get AI powered key points and that will open up a panel that will use their large language model to I don't want to I, I guess you could say it's like it gives you like the TLDR of mm-hmm. of the article mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. Uh, and it gives you a couple of different tools like there's there's a section called uh, key points from the page and just gives you a list of bullet points of the topics that the page seems to address uh, inside the page and so when you if you just want to go if you, so in that in that hypothetical completely hypothetical article if I said look I just want to know what's this guy's exposure if he gets convicted and if this is and, and if that and if this article gets to that there'll be a bullet point at like point number 4 like possible like criminal sentencing you can tap on that and we'll take you right to that section of the document um if there's a, 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 there's a section that i didn't really understand called explore on page i i, I don't have it on the app yet uh, so this is all going from the blog post that uh, Google put up. So they have screenshots of what it looks like. So explore on page is a list of questions that the contents of the page can answer. So if you came here, if you open this page hoping for an answer to how long can how long is this guy possibly going to going to jail? It will like phrase in the form of a question. It's like like the Jeopardy part of it. Um, and then there's also mm-hmm. a, another section called Explore More that will have topics that seem to be related to the content but not necessarily addressed by the page itself. Uh, so it seems it's uh, like uh, obviously anything that has artificial intelligence <laughs> uh, rolled into it. Of course, the fir- your first go to is how will this screw everything up for everybody? And like as people who like put a lot of time in writing something that you intend for people to read from start to finish, like is it going to are this are these bullet points going to be accurate? Are they going to well? If you go right to this like fourth section, uh, the the word the uh, I've got a two thousand I wrote a two thousand word thing that is designed to be read from start to finish, and you're taking the reader down to the, f- the three quarters of the page down, in which I in which I basically am being a little bit salty, saying that this is just stupid technology that doesn't work, and it's not, and I don't know why, I don't know who would possibly buy this with a, of a folding folding screen for eighteen hundred dollars doesn't even come with a pen. Like, okay, you didn't see me how I built up to the argument where it's a functional product and it's not going to kill anybody but i don't feel as though like i don't want people going right to the point where i'm making a snide comment maybe you could make that you could make the point that if i were a reliable journalist i would be making a snide comment at all but nonetheless we're not talking about me we're talking about google ai here uh but on the other hand i am like just like you 
Like there are times where I'm just checking something. I just want to know an answer to a question. And uh, I don't, I would not trust uh, Google Bard or any other AI to simply, you know, ask a question, say, how many, how many, uh, uh, how many daily users does uh, does Twitter have, like as of whatever this month is? But if there's like a big, big, long, like statistical analysis that can give me a bullet point of how many how many daily users by daily users by region, if I can click on this and then read within the document itself what this document is actually saying about that topic, yeah, that would save me a lot of time. So, and this is this is just an experiment for for now. Like you said, it's rolling out immediately on the yeah. iOS and Android Google apps. It's coming to Chrome soon. Uh, on Chrome, it seems to make a little bit more sense because it's going to pop up in the sidebar. So, the idea of having a sidebar open that maybe is even is even kind of live, where as I browse, it's always oh, analyzing Bing what I'm does seeing. That. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Bing does that. Um... And so does Microsoft Edge. That's what I mean to say. Microsoft Edge does that. Hmm. I just turned it on, by the way, from the Search Labs page. Oh. Hmm. 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 We'll see if we run into it, eh? We'll see if we run into it. We'll see if a cruise car runs into us. Oh, <laughs> God forbid. ka <Ka-ching. laughs> Everybody, I thank you know. so much for listening <laughs> this week. We... If things sounded a little unhinged, it's because we're all just tired and it's 1 a.m. where Andy is. It's 10 p.m. where I am. Very hot. Yeah. I drank 17,000 gallons of water today. Um, but if you need to read what I write on the internet, you can go to flowrights.tech. That is a URL that I pay for that you can type into your browser and it will take you to all my stories at gizmodo.com. Definitely write that down if you're interested in reading my Galaxy Z Fold 5 review. Uh, also don't forget I am on like TikTok, Blue Sky, Threads, still floating around on Twitter. <laughs> Andy, yeah. where can people find you on the internet? Uh, spell my last name on Twitter and Instagram and Blue Sky and Threads and pretty much everywhere else to mm-hmm. get the, all that stuff. I'm on, I'm not on Boston Public Radio tomorrow where at 1230 in the afternoon, you could have listened to me talk about uh, the tech, uh, tech news at WGBHnews.org, streaming it live or later. But somebody got in, but indicted again this week. And as has traditionally happened, when somebody gets, when somebody, a certain person gets indicted, I get bumped from the schedule. I've been rescheduled for Wednesday, however. So next Wednesday, uh, at around 1230, 1245, go to wgbhnews.org and you can stream it live or later. Perfect. Well, we'd also like to extend a big thank you to our editor, Jim, for making us sound great every single week. And of course, don't forget the wonderful Relay FM network that we are on. If you're interested, by the way, we do have a members only segment coming up right after this, but only for our members only. And so if you'd like to listen to it in future episodes or to the archives of our uh, bonus episodes and the episodes of other shows here on the Relay FM network, you can go to relay.fm slash membership to find out how to do that. Or you can go to our website, which is relay.fm slash material. All right. I think that's it from us, Andy. I think until next week. I think we've done a show. Okay. All right. Bye, everybody. Have a happy. 